Hi, I'm Pastor Dallas Billington, Senior Pastor here at City Church, and we want to welcome you today to our services. We hope that no matter what you're facing in life, that through the message today, through God's Word, He will truly encourage your heart. All right, I can feel it already. It's too cold in here for me. Come on, guys. Proven fact, you get on me. <clears throat> Proven fact, though. In churches that if people, you laugh at me, but listen, if people are too cold, they don't listen. If they're out there sweating and everything's going, they're going to listen. So anyways, <laughs> it's true. I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's a proven fact. I'm not making this up. <laughs> oh, man. You know, it, I, I'm amazed everything that I read every week or see on the news, and I think it can't be topped, and then it has, something happens next week. So we're going to get into that, but... We're going to look at God's Word today. You know, let me just say this as I begin. People say, some people ask me, say, Dallas, how do you, you know, prepare for your messages and things? And what do you do? And a lot of times it's just like I'm in the Word or, and then I see something happen or something happens or several things happen to our church family. And the Lord kind of directs me in that way. And so in our world and in our own church family, uh, it just seems like uh, people are wounded and we're going to... And when we're wounded in that way, it's just like we're like, Jesus, are you, do you hear me or will you respond? So this is what we're going to look today, and that's even the topic today of, of when we feel so wounded, uh, I feel sometimes we don't go to the Lord because we don't know if he's even hearing us or, or he's listening or, or even how he's going to respond to us. So that's what we're going to look at today. Let's pray. Father, we are just so grateful today that we can be here, and Lord, that we can look to your word, and your word is a, is a, a lamp to our feet. Father, we're just so thankful. This time that we live in, that if we're just willing to take the faith that, that you have given us and not look at anything else but you and have faith in you, Jesus, that we know that things will work out. So just, I just pray now for all those that are watching live, for all those that are here today, Jesus, help us to know when we're wounded that you are going to respond and you have a plan and, and you're going to work those things. And no matter how the devil has tried to destroy our lives, you're going to work it out in Jesus' name. Amen. Romans chapter 10 and verse 17, it, it gives us a, a, an insight to faith. And, and about the importance of faith, and, and we're going to look at that. You know, talking about being wounded, uh, you know, if you see a wounded animal, if you're ever going to be able to help that wounded animal, there has to be a trust factor. I've seen it so many times, for I see on YouTube, I, I, I can't stand to see uh, animals abused and so forth. Just, we all can't stand, but anyways... To see the difference when a dog, and, I, and I've watched before how the dog has to trust that person uh, because they've been so wounded. And I thought, well, what about people? We just go about it in a different way. And, and we don't, maybe as we get older, we're so apprehensive. But I was watching the news. I've watched it a couple of times because it's on so much on YouTube and a couple different places about there's a hotel there was a hotel in Southern California, in a nice area of Southern California, 
that there was a call put out to the police this week. Uh, I think, yeah, it was the beginning of the week. At first it started to be, there was a fight that broke out in the pool, at the pool. But by the time the police got there, they, they kept getting the calls back and there kept being more and more police had to keep showing up, showing up. By the time they got there, there was 100 people involved in the fight. Now, we know that those people probably towards the end of the fight had nothing to do. They didn't even probably know how it got started at the pool. But I thought, man, this, this is showing us today how wounded people are that, that the aggression that we see being taken out is because uh, people are living in fear, people are living wounded, and they're living without hope. And I have to always go back to the Bible that we're living in a society today that we're turning and looking to everywhere for hope. All the, you know, the next newscast, is it, is everything coming down with a pandemic or what does it look like? And it's a horrible thing that we've all been through and what our society's been through. I'm not making light of it, but we're putting on hope on what someone out there is going to tell us it's going to be better. Instead of you and I have to have the faith to, to go to God's word and to know and to trust him. And, and, and let me just say this. Before you have that faith, and I define that for you, I want you to know there's two things you have to get out of the way. There's two important things. One, you've got to quit eating pizza at 10 o'clock at night. You say, Dallas, what are you talking about? What are you saying? Listen to me. When, when you're wounded and something happens, okay, let me give you an example of pizza at 10 o'clock. You know, you're there, you're going to watch a movie, you're off the next day, you say, hey, let's get a pizza, and they eat the pizza at 10 o'clock, and they say, hey, let's get some ice cream, and then, well, about midnight, about midnight, you know, you realize what's just happening. Now, here's what happens. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to think about. Remember, what you do from midnight to 3 in the morning, you cannot get your mind off that pizza, Right? When you eat something that's made you like whatever, it's just there. And every time you go to think about something else, it's, uh, I shouldn't eat the pizza. It's just there over and over and over. And the whole time you're sick, you're thinking about, I shouldn't have eaten. What's right? You're, here's this. You second guess yourself. When you and I are wounded, car accident, something happens, whatever it might be, here's what we do. We second guess ourselves all the time. If I'd have just done it, if I'd have been here, if this, if we'd have waited a little bit longer, da, 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 and, and we, instead of trying to, to, to work through and get well, we're, we're rolling it over again and again and again, and that's where society is. That's where we're at in our society. If I'd done this or do this or this, or, and, and we keep doing it, we cannot get to where the Lord wants us to get when we're rolling that in our head about second-guessing ourselves. Can't do it. The second aspect of before we get to faith is to know, w without a doubt, does God hear me? Well, why, why do so many people not go to the Lord? Because they don't think he's, he, he's not only going to answer, but he's, he's not even going to listen. I want to encourage you today to know that even when you don't know what to pray for, even when you don't know how to pray. Even in, though you're not praying, when you're in that wounded situation, remember, you're his child. And being his child, what has to happen? When, when, our, when kids come to us or someone that you love comes to you, they don't have, listen, they don't have to say anything. 
you know something's happened to hurt some way because of the love relationship. The Bible makes it so clear. To go back to know to not second guesses or second guess ourselves, I tell people over and over again, Romans 8.1, Romans 8.1, Romans 8.1. There's no condemnation in those that love Jesus and are called according to his purpose. You know that you love the Lord. Don't second guess yourself. And secondly, in Romans, it continues on in chapter, the Lord tells, this is a promise for what I just said. Does the Lord hear me? And that's why so many of us, when we're wounded, we, we, we just don't even bother, or society does it now. The Lord tells us this. We don't even have to say anything. He hears our heart. He hears our spirit. You don't have to say anything. He knows exactly what's happening in your life. All we have to do is to be willing. So he knows. So in order to have that faith, in order for it to work in our life, get second guessing out of the way that I could have done this, could have done that, or if I, this, this wouldn't have happened if I'd have been here, done this, or we waited five more minutes. Or we do it over and over and over again when things, when we hit those roadblocks in life. That's the first thing. And then the second thing is just to know, does God hear me? I'm here to tell you, yes, he does. Even though you aren't saying anything, he knows your heart. He knows exactly what's on your heart. It's our spirit. So, to set that as a foundation, what does Romans chapter 10 and verse 17 tell us? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's, let, 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 let me just define faith real quick again. And I know I talked about, touched on it about a month ago, but let me, let me say this again because it always confuses me. I feel if I get confused, maybe you get confused too, Okay. There's a verse in the Bible that says, faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Let me say it again. Faith is the substance, the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence that we need to have of things not seen. So what it is, it that we are so willing, we so believe, and you, you think about some, if you, if you had a great, if, like I did, if you had a great upbringing in, in a, in with your parents, you knew without a doubt you could always trust them. There was such a, a trust factor in them that you knew whatever you were going through, you're going to be okay. Whatever you go, you know, it's funny, I was preparing for the message this week, and I was thinking about my mom and how that, you know, my knees are, are still, I have problems with them still, but I'm so thankful I've had the surgery, and, and everybody keeps telling me to be more patient. But anyways, it's been going on since I was five years old, and I used to get up in the middle of the night, and I would go over to my mom's side of the bed, and this is all I would have to say. This is all I would have to say, just real quiet, mom, mom. My knees hurt. I was five, six, till I was eight years old, and I could do it myself. So five, six, and seven for like three or four years, like, I don't know, at least once a week, mom, my knees hurt. I knew where I had to go, and she would take me in the bathroom, and she would rub all this stuff on my knee, and then she either, before they had a heat pad, there was a hot water bottle, if you remember that. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 
I'm going way back. But anyways, and, and, and then she would wrap it first with a hot water bottle. She would use a towel. And then, and then she, later on, she would use the heat pad. Mom, my knees hurt. That's all I had to say. But I had to be willing to know that I had to get up and just say those words. And, and everything was good. All I had to do was tr put total trust in this person that I knew that loved me. And it's all good. Now, this is what I want you to get today when it comes to the faith aspect. Faith means you're going to totally believe or trust in something or someone. We know in our faith, it's someone, meaning Jesus. You're going to so trust faith, you're going to trust in Jesus that all that you hope for, that even though it's not happened yet, it will. So let me read that verse again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So how are we going to cultivate that? So for you, when you're wounded, when I'm wounded, then, then the faith aspect, the trust aspect has to be in the one who wrote this. Someone wrote this. This is someone's word. This is God's word to you that all these promises in here are real and are true, he's never going to leave us. He's never going to forsake us. He's always here to listen to us. And no matter, even though we can't see just as Ben led us today, what I want you to get is this. I want you to always be willing to, what, what is this faith aspect? Well, all right, I'm going to share that with you in just a second. We'll look at another verse and talk about something that you sang already today. In Psalm 119, verse 50, this is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. We're wounded. What's my comfort when I'm wounded? It is your word. It is someone, what has, when, when you're trusting, so trusting someone, what do they say to you? What's the words they say? You so trust that person. I give you my word. I give you my word, and this is what I'm going to do. So what is that right now in the unseen world with us, what we're led in worship today? It is, this is it. This is what I want you to get. Your faith is when you pick up the flashlight, it's your light in the darkness. Jesus is our light in the darkness. We're always going to be able to know what he says is real and true. Your light, his word is a light to my path. Here's what I want you to get with this, which is so important. It's just enough to be able to see just enough out in the distance is that light. Just enough to where you can see, okay, this is where I'm going. This is what God's word does. Is it all good? Is it everything been fixed immediately when you're wounded? No. What does the doctor tell you when you go to the doctor and someone break the, you, you break a, a wrist or someone breaks their foot or one of the kids do something and they break something? What does the doctor always say? Fixes it, puts a cast on it or whatever, and he will have a time frame that he gives to you depending on the severity of the fracture or the break. And he or she will always say, okay, come back and see me, or this is a doctor, other doctor wants you to go see, 
in, uh, in six weeks, be able to take this off and do everything you want to do again. What, what if, you know, and, and, and we accept that, right? Because we know that that's true. We're trusting in someone who has much greater knowledge than I do or you do and is going to say, this is the time frame. Why don't we do that with the Lord? The Lord knows exactly what your wound is, your heartache, the severity of how you've been hurt. And be willing to leave it open-ended to where he's saying, this is, this is the time factor. Trust me. Have faith in me. No matter how long you think I'm taking, I know best. Why is Jesus called the great physician? Or we, we give him that nickname, if, if I can say it that way. I don't think you can really find that. I could be wrong in, in the Bible. But it talks about all the things that he did healing people and preaching and all the things that over and over and over he did. To show that he was truly the son of God. No one else ever liked. Everyone he ever went to, came to him to get healed were healed. There's no exception with you or me. But I want you to know this. In your life, in our spirit, when we're, when we're wounded in this life, and, and we wonder, I, I mean, just pick the light up. What's the light? It's his word. His word will take you to such a place to where even though you don't have it all figured out, he's going to shine a light in the darkness to where you're going to be able to go with the next step. And before it's six weeks or it's eight weeks or it's a year, and you're finally healed. There's still thoughts and memories of it, but there's a healing that takes place. We have to be willing to trust him. If we're so willing to trust the great physician, I guarantee you, he will start you on that path to healing. He just said it. Let me read it again. This is my comfort in my affliction. This is what the psalmist said. I think this is a psalm of David. This is my comfort in my affliction, for your word has given me life. That's what we need, isn't it? Isn't it amazing what the devil will do? He'll do any. All of a sudden, you'll get to, you're going to have that time to where you're getting to go, you're getting to go, uh, you're going to take a few minutes out to read the Bible. Say, oh, you know, I forgot to, you know, I forgot to let the dog out. I need to go let the dog out. And then the phone rings. And, that's a, and all these things that happen, that, you know, every time you go to have your devotions, it's unbelievable. Or have, why is that? Is because the devil will just throw anything he can to stop you from reading something so simplistic that the act that you have to do is just to take a few minutes because this, in your spirit and mind, gives you life. It begins to heal you. And if the devil can do anything to keep you wounded and keep you just in that corner where you don't trust anybody, you don't want to go anywhere, you don't want to believe anymore... That's where the devil wants you. Jesus said, will you trust my word? Let's look at another verse. Well, let's look back up. I think we're still in the Old Testament here in Psalm 147, verse 3. He heals the brokenhearted and he binds up their wounds. You know what the Lord's telling us? He heals the brokenhearted, and he binds up their wounds. Let me read it one more time. He heals the brokenhearted, 
and he binds up their wounds. You know, there's something about when you have um, a heartache or you have something happens to you that, that's hurtful. I don't want you to miss this. When, the, 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 when someone shows up that loves you at the car accident or at the ER or wherever it might be or at your house, what is that first response that we have when we're going through something? Somebody comes up and hugs you or they put their arm on your shoulder or do, it's that touch. There's, there's something about Jesus when he, he binds up our one. Do you get that? He's right there taking care of you. He's right there. Whatever it is that you're going through, he's right there. He's the one. Jesus is the one that's taking care of your wound. And then he says as he begins to take care of it, he begins to speak. Because he says he heals the broken hearted. You know, I was, again, looking at the message this week, uh, there was a, a story of an individual in the Bible that, that came to my mind because I think when we go through periods of where we're really, really wounded, we question the Lord. And I've always said, so you don't want to get bitter. I've always said it's okay. It's okay to ask the Lord questions, but don't question the Lord. It's always okay to ask the Lord questions when you're hurting, but don't question. In other words, that's where that bitterness gets in. Next to Jesus, the Apostle Paul. Next to the Apostle Paul, we probably, if you can have right up there, is John the Baptist. We're talking about the New Testament. And John the Baptist was the one, if you can, we remember, who baptized Jesus. He was the one who was preaching about Jesus. He was, they thought he was one of the prophets of the Old Testament. That's how powerful that he was when he was proclaiming who Jesus was and is and is to come. Jesus comes, he says, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And that's John the Baptist saying that. And Jesus comes and he's baptized by John the Baptist. And a dove, like a spirit of the dove comes on Jesus. And God says, this is my beloved son and whom I'm well pleased. All that was happening surrounded by with John the Baptist. He continued to preach. He continued to proclaim who Jesus is. The Son of God. And yet what happened? Because he so proclaimed who Jesus was as being the Son of God and still is, he, he's thrown in prison. Now, at that point in time, he doesn't know he's getting ready to die, but he's pretty, he's actually discouraged. Did you get what I'm saying? This is John the Baptist. This is the person who God ordained to baptize the Son of God who came into this world to die on a cross for us. He picked John the Baptist to do that. And John the Baptist proclaimed, although, I mean, this, this guy had the Spirit of God, the power of Jesus on his life, the Holy Spirit. 
And how many people came to the Lord because of him? And he pointed them to Jesus. He gets thrown in prison. And this is what he says. He says these words. Two of his friends show up. And he said, hey, do me a favor. Will you go find Jesus? And will you ask him this question? Are you really who you say that you are? I, I, just, I just need to know that. And they left. The Bible tells us that they went on their way to see Jesus, and they were able to come back. And let me read to you what Jesus said. Go tell John the things you hear and see. Go tell John the things you hear and see. All the healings that I've done. All the messages I've proclaimed. Everything I've done in the name of God. All the lives that have been changed. Everyone that comes to me that needs to be healed, I've healed. Tell John what you've seen with your own eyes and what you've heard. It's going to be okay. And they go back and tell him that. Here's a guy, one of the greatest men that ever lived for God, yet he still had a time that he questioned him. I want you to know, we're not, we're, if, if someone like that does, don't feel guilty when you get into the same position. It's okay to go to Lord and say, Lord, I, I don't understand this. I can't figure it out. Will you just remind me? Will you just remind me who you are? And I guarantee you that he will come to you when you pick up this book. It's so real because it's his word. And the spirit, when Jesus says, I am life because my spirit is my word and my word is my spirit, and it will come to you in a way, all you have to do is pick it up and read it, and I will give you life, and I will heal your wounds, and I'll make you whole again. I challenge you today, that faith with that flashlight, just pick it up. It is a light in the darkness and see further down the road. It is faith. It is to trust him. It is to know that even though you don't know, you can't see what's going on, he is your light. His word will heal you, and you will look back. Or that the great physician says it's six weeks or a year, you will be well, and you'll be stronger than you've ever been in your life. Can I close with something different? I thought, how am I going to wind this in? And I'm going to just try and say this and in, in, in encourage you today. Because I feel like the United States, I feel like we are so wounded right now. We're so wounded. And, and everybody's talking about the election. Everybody's saying, what's going to happen next? We turn the news on and we say to each other, I don't want to watch the news anymore. And, and, and there's a wound that we feel, isn't it? Don't, don't you, you feel that way? We're going to close it. You feel like there's this open wound that it just, 
because of the pandemic and everything that's going on. Can the kids go back to school or not? Or, or, or what's going to happen at work? Or how's this going to affect everything that's going on in, in, in the United States? And there's this open wound that's still there. I want you to know that I want you to hold on to know that we're, that we're going to be okay and we're going to be blessed as a nation. Without a doubt. No matter what happens, no matter what goes. And I say, Dallas, how, how can you say that with so much confidence that, that God can heal our nation? Well, we know it's through believers and we know it's through the Holy Spirit and all of that. But I want to give you a promise because what I close with today is what I talked about today. We always go back to his word. There's a great passage in Genesis chapter 12 when Jesus speaks to Abram, which is Abraham. And he talks about the Israel, in other words, the nation that's to come, which we know is Israel today. And he's conversing with him about what's going to happen. And he gives him this promise about the nation of Israel in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. Now, the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and all the families of the earth shall be blessed. What he's saying here, let me just wrap it up. He's talking about nations. I'm, he's saying, as long as you follow my word, I'm going to bless you as a name. We know there was times they went into captivity, but because they repented, God healed them, and they became a great nation again. And we know as Israel today is a great nation. But for some reason, we will never be able to understand that little nation over there. God has chosen to come through that nation through his son, Jesus Christ, Jesus being Jewish, and came through that nation. God has blessed that nation called Israel because he said he was. Okay? Now, that being said goes further in the scripture say that any nation that blesses Israel will be blessed and any nation that curses Israel will be cursed. Don't ever forget that promise today. No matter how difficult it may be. Now here's why where we're living at today. Let me give you an example in the Old Testament. In the book of Numbers, there's a prophet in the Old Testament, Balaam. I don't think he's from Israel. We don't know. I'm pretty sure he's not from Israel, but he's a prophet, okay? And Balak is the king of Moab. He's got a mighty army, but he just can't seem to get around Israel some way. So he finds out that Balaam is his prophet. So he goes to Balaam. He says, hey, he says, I, I need you, you do something for me, and I'll make you richer than you've ever been, ever you could ever think again the rest of your life. All, you, all I want you to do is to curse the nation of Israel so I can go and defeat them. So Balaam goes and he, he goes to speak and he can only speak what God tells him to say. And every time he goes to speak one time and he goes before Balak and he says this and he says that and he, and he blesses Israel. And Balak says, what are you doing? I'm about, everybody's here, uh, the whole king's court, we're all here, surrounded, and I ask you to curry, I'm going to give you all this stuff, and, and you come before me, and you bless the nation of Israel. He goes, okay, all right, all right, all right. So he goes out, and he goes, all right, I'll try again. 
He goes, okay, I'll do All right, all right, I'm going I'm to go again. So he goes and seeks the Lord, and he's doing all this stuff, whatever he's got to do. And he comes back again, and, 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 you know, days later, he goes, all right, I'm ready. He goes, okay. Curse, curse. He gets up before me, and he, and he goes to, to curse, and he blesses Israel again. Now he gets, he gets really, really frustrated. Now he's starting to get angry. He says, I'm, I'm going to give you another chance. He says, I, because you're a prophet, and I want you to curse Israel because when you curse Israel, then we can go and defeat them. He goes back out, comes back in, and uh, third time. And the third time, he gets up, and, and he blesses Israel again. And uh, that's it. It's done. The king says, get out of here. I never want to see you again. I can't believe you did it. And the prophet says this, I can only say, what God puts in my mouth. Huh. He can't go against God's word. See, what I'm here to tell you today is to remind you, we need to know that even as a nation, even though we get wounded as a person or we get, might get wounded and we know when we feel wounded personally and even as a nation, to know when we always go back to God's word and God's word says, in the last few years, the United States of America has blessed and stood by Israel more than the last 20 or 30 years. Do we not think that God sees that? And that he's somehow through this crazy thing that we're going through that I believe without a doubt he's going to bring revival and he's going to heal our land. Because he says, I'm going to bless those who always stand by the nation, my homeland of Israel. So I encourage you today. I challenge you today. Get into his word and to know that if you're still wounded and cut wide open is to know that his word, his word brings life to you. And in his word, Jesus, the son of God, brings healing and whatever you go through will heal your broken heart. Let's pray. So our heads are bowed today. Um, you know, I don't know what you're going through, but you know, it's amazing. Jesus is the great physician. He knows exactly what you need, the word that you need, surrounding you with his spirit and letting you know it's going to be okay. So if you're here today or you're watching, I want you to know that that whatever it is you're going through, whatever, Jesus is a great physician. And he will heal your heart and he will change your life and he will be that light that sees in the darkness. And you'll just go another step and another step and all of a sudden the six weeks or the six months or whatever and, and you're like, man, I can't believe what Jesus has done. Don't look at anything else but him. If you don't know Jesus as your Savior, as we always do, Jesus came to this world as John proclaimed, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. If you want to accept Christ as your Savior today and have eternal life in heaven, all you have to do is say, Jesus, I believe who you are. You're the Son of God. You came into this world and lived a perfect life. 
and I ask you to come into my life to forgive me for all of my sins. I believe, I believe and trust you that you died on the cross for me. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. You know, we're here reminded today who Jesus is. And that's all I do every week is to encourage you today to know Jesus truly is the one that will heal your heart. Father, we come to you today. We thank you today. The wounds that we have in our personal life, in our society, Lord, we, we thank you that your word is life. You never go back on it. You always do and say what you're going to do. And it might take time in our life, but it's exactly what we need. Lord, if there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they accept you this day, Jesus, and we will give you the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, has spoke to you today through his word. You know, no matter what you go through, no matter what you face in life, I want you to know that through the one, Jesus Christ, through his death on the cross of Calvary, he shed his perfect blood for you and for me. And if you pray right now and ask Jesus into your heart, the message that you heard today, why God is speaking to you, I want you to know that you can have hope. And all you have to do is pray with me right now. Don't try and figure it out. The Lord says by faith, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and you'll have hope for eternity. You say, Dallas, will you help me? What do I have to do? Well, let me share with you a verse. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. If you're willing to believe that God sent his son to die on a cross for you, just pray this prayer with me right now. And you can have heaven as your home. Jesus will forgive you for anything you've done in this life. And you can have hope from this day forward. Pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe that you're God's son and you came and lived a perfect life and you died on the cross and you shed your perfect blood for all of my sin. And right now, Jesus, I ask you to come into my heart to forgive me for all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And from this day forward, help me to live by your resurrection power. In Jesus' name. If you've prayed that prayer, we want to hear from you. Contact us through our website, City Church AC, or you can get it our church app through any of the um, streaming services. And we want you to know that we'll contact you. And from this day forward, no matter what you face, you'll always have hope knowing that Jesus is your Savior and he'll come through in your life. Thank you for being with us today.